It's all right, T.Y. I'm Ryan Jansen. Yesterday wasn't only Thanksgiving. It was also the 45th anniversary of The Last Waltz, which was advertised as the band's farewell concert. It all went down at the Winterland Ballroom in San Francisco. This week on the program, I'll be playing cuts from The Last Waltz album. Now, before we get started, you may be wondering, how did the band get to this point of wanting to call it quits? Well, in the summer of 1976, during the group's tour, their pianist, Richard Manuel, was injured in a powerboating accident, resulting in the cancellation of several tour dates. Around this same time, their lead guitarist, Robbie Robertson, began giving thought to leaving the road, wanting the group to become a studio-only band. The rest of the band wasn't so keen on that idea. Nevertheless, Robertson scheduled their final show for Thanksgiving night, 1976. He then called up Martin Scorsese to see if he would be interested in directing their final show as a concert documentary. He gladly agreed. The group was also joined by a number of guest artists, which we will talk about later. Now, The Last Waltz started at 5 p.m., and the audience of 5,000 enjoyed a turkey dinner while listening to poetry readings. Then finally, at 9 p.m., the band opened with this song. Here's Up on Cripple Creek. She sends me into my spring of me. She bends me. I don't 
That was the band with The Shape I'm In. Happy holidays. This is R.I.T.Y. We are reliving the last waltz. And coming up, I'll talk about the beginnings of the band. And they'll be joined on stage by Ronnie Hawkins. You can keep up with today's playlist by visiting reelinwithryan.com. Up next, it's a song that bassist Rick Danko co-wrote with Bob Dylan. Here's This Wheel's on Fire.
Thank you. The sound of the band on R.I.T.Y. That was It Makes No Difference. This week on the program, we are revisiting the band's farewell concert, also known as The Last Waltz. I'm your host, Ryan Jansen, and you can keep up with the playlist by visiting reelinwithryan.com. The group gradually came together in the late 50s, early 60s as members of the Hawks, the backing band for rockabilly singer Ronnie Hawkins. By 1963, the Hawks consisted of vocalist Ronnie Hawkins, saxophonist Jerry Penfound, guitarist Robbie Robertson, bassist Rick Danko, drummer Levon Helm, and two multi-instrumentalists, Richard Manuel and Garth Hudson. All of them were from Canada, except for Helm, who came all the way from Arkansas. Here's Robbie Robertson talking about the time the Hawks played a gig down in Texas. We pulled into a gig at a place that we'd never played before, and it was in Fort Worth, Texas. And when we pulled up to this place, you could tell something was very wrong. The place didn't have a roof on it. Not because they decided to build a place without a roof, because the roof had been blown off the place. And so they just decided to call it the Skyline Lounge. And it's a very big place with a wide, long dance floor in the middle and and lots of tables and chairs on either side. And then at the back of the place, there's like a bar back there or something. So anyway, we set up our equipment, and there's nobody in the place. But then a couple came in and sat on one side, two couples. They sat over there on one side of the dance floor at a table, And then pretty soon another couple came in and sat on the other side. We're playing our first song, and I see this figure coming towards us from the back of the dance floor, coming towards us, moving and gyrating. And it was a one-arm go-go dancer. So then she does like this shimmy dance over to one of the tables. She's trying to get people up to dance. Finally, the couple on one of the couples on one side gets up to dance. Mm-hmm. The other couple on the other side, she gets them up to dance too. Oh, yeah. So they're you know dancing and we're playing away and in this huge venue. And all of a sudden, there's these, these two couples on the floor and a fight breaks up between them. <laughs> we're like, what in the world? And one of the peop- of the guys pulls out a weapon and shoots the other guy in the face with tear gas. And so he starts screaming and falls to his knees. And we're playing away, and the, the wind blows the tear gas up to us. And we're all crying now. We got tears running down our face. Now it's us sobbing on the stage from this tear gas. Uh, Anyway, we had this week there. It was one of the weirdest places, the Twilight Zone. So then we finished this place maybe three months later or something. The owner of the club was a strange guy. he, He always seemed to be tweaked on pills or something. As we were there, business was picking up, so we got to know him a little bit more, and he was around. So anyway, 
months later, we think that's well in our past, and we're watching on television, the owner of the club goes up and shoots Lee Harvey Oswald and kills him. And we thought, oh my God, we were playing in Jack Ruby's club. In 1963, the Hawks released their cover of Who Do You Love, which was only a hit in Canada. Back to 1976 and the last waltz, here's Ronnie Hawkins joining the band on stage to perform that song. Uh, as you might have heard, we got a couple of friends joining in with us tonight. 16 years ago when we started, we started with a guy you might have heard of. We'd like to start with him, the Hawk, Ronnie Hawkins. Should have heard just what I've seen. Good, good, good. 
That was the band, along with Ronnie Hawkins and their take on Bo Diddley's Who Do You Love? Now, picking up where we left off before that song, in late 1963, the Hawks were getting tired of being the backing band for Ronnie Hawkins. The group wanted to perform original material, plus Hawkins wasn't the easiest to work for. He wouldn't allow the group to smoke marijuana or invite their girlfriends to shows because their attendance would potentially limit the number of seats for single women. Following their stint with Hawkins, not much happened for the group until late 1965. That's when Bob Dylan hired the group to be his backing band for his not-so-popular electric tour. The pairing went by the name Bob Dylan and the band. Dylan also helped the group move from Toronto to Saugerties, New York. Here's Robbie Robertson talking about the group's experience working with Dylan. When we hooked up with Bob Dylan, we didn't have a clear understanding of what this job was. We just thought it was music. Hmm, maybe this could be interesting. We're not really folkies. We don't really know that stuff. He wants to lean in our direction. Cool. So when we got on this train and went there with him, it was kind of like, holy moly. People really don't want this. Now, somebody ordinary would say, oh, the people don't want this? All right, well then let's change and we'll do something that they want. Well, Bob is not that, he's not cut from that cloth. And I was astonished that he never took a step back. People were yelling, Judas. People were yelling a lot more than Judas, I'll tell you, and throwing stuff and charging the stage. It was violent. We thought, well, maybe it'll just go away, and it just got worse. <laughs> it got worse, and in the middle there, I realized we were in a musical revolution, and that they were wrong, and we were right. From The Last Waltz, here's Bob Dylan and the band with Baby, Let Me Follow You Down. We'd like to bring on uh, one more very good friend of ours. Bob Dylan.
Bob Dylan and the band that was Forever Young. Thank you for listening to RITY. I'm Ryan Jansen. This week, our theme is The Last Waltz. Yesterday marked the 45th anniversary of the legendary concert. Coming up, I'll tell you about what happened to the band once they began touring with Bob Dylan. In the meantime, here's another cut from the pairing. It's I Don't Believe You.
Butterfield.
That was the band with the Paul Butterfield Blues Band and Mystery Train, which was originally released in 1953 by Little Junior's Blue Flames. The band recorded their cover of the song for their 1973 album, Moondog Matinee. The version you heard is from their 1976 farewell concert, The Last Waltz, which is also this week's theme. As I was saying during that last block of music, Bob Dylan hired the band to be his backing band for his 1965 electric tour. Most of the concerts were met with heckling and disapproval from folk music purists. It got so bad that drummer Levon Hilm quit touring and went to work on an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico. Over the next few years, the rest of the band, along with Bob Dylan, took part in several unsuccessful recording sessions. In 1967, the group rented a house in West Saugerties, New York, which they nicknamed Big Pink. Dylan and the band would record several demos at the house and at Dylan's house in nearby Woodstock. Some of those recordings would go on to be released on the 1975 album, The Basement Tapes, which is credited to Bob Dylan and the band. In October 1967, following those recording sessions with Dylan, the group wanted to begin writing their own material. They didn't have a name, but most people referred to them as the band, so that's what they went by. Levon Helm rejoined, and in 1968, the band released their debut album, Music from Big Pink. This was their first single, Here's the Wait.
Thank you. Thank you very much. It's all right, T.Y. I'm Ryan Jansen. Today, we are reliving the last waltz. You can keep up with the playlist at reelinwithryan.com. The band was joined on stage by several of their friends, and coming up, I'll be playing several tracks with those guest artists. In the meantime, here's Ophelia. Where have you 
medical doctor, Dr. John McRevenack. to the band and all the fellas.
blues at its most, Muddy Waters. Don't you, don't you, what make you 
reeling in the years with the band and Muddy Waters. That was Caldonia. And Dr. John and the band gave us such a night. Happy holidays. And aside from yesterday being Thanksgiving, it was also the 45th anniversary of The Last Waltz, which was the band's farewell concert. And that's this week's theme. If you're just tuning in, I highly recommend going back and listening to the first hour of the program. You can do so by way of the podcast. Reason being, I go into the history of the band and explain how The Last Waltz came to fruition. Following the release of their debut album in 1968, the group performed at Woodstock in 1969, and that same year they released their eponymous second album, which contained their biggest U.S. hit, Up on Cripple Creek. Then, in 1970, they released their third studio album, Stage Fright, which includes this song. Here's the W.S. Walcott Medicine Show. Say 
Everybody knows him. You know this guy, I think. I'd just like to say before I start that it's uh, one of the pleasures of my life to be able to be on this stage with these people tonight.
Johnny Mitch.
Joni Mitchell joining the band. That was Coyote. And it was Neil Young with the band at the top with Helpless. That one was originally released by Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young on their 1970 album Deja Vu. Thanks for listening to R.I.T.Y. and Happy Holidays. I'm your host, Ryan Jansen. This week on the program, the theme is The Last Waltz. Throughout today's program, I've been recapping the band's career, and I left off at the release of their third studio album, Stage Fright. They would go on to release four more studio albums throughout the 70s and continue their collaboration with Bob Dylan. The original quintet of Helm, Robertson, Manuel, Danko, and Hudson released their final studio album, Islands, in 1977. The group reformed in 1983 without Robertson and resumed touring. Robertson went on to pursue a solo career and work as a film soundtrack producer. Sadly, in 1986, Manuel committed suicide. However, the three remaining members continued to tour and released three more studio albums in the 90s, and that includes their final album, Jubilation, in 1998. That same year, Helm was diagnosed with throat cancer, and in 1999, Danko died of heart failure. Helm eventually succumbed to throat cancer in 2012. Hudson and Robertson are still alive. In 1994, Eric Clapton inducted the band into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Come to find out, Clapton wanted to join the group all those years ago. Here's Robertson with the rest of the story. He didn't end up working up the nerve to ask to join. And I didn't know about this. And he's been a friend of mine since 1968. I didn't know about this until he inducted the band into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And when he got up to make a speech, he said that. And I was like, (laughs) you never told me that. So after I said to him, were you saying we could use two guitar players in the group or were you coming to take my job? And he said, uh, and he never answered me. So to this day, I still don't know. From the last waltz, here's the band and Eric Clapton with their cover of Bobby Bland's Further On Up The Road.
laughing pretty baby Someday you're gonna be crying You've been laughing pretty baby
That was the band accompanied by Van Morrison. You heard Caravan, and that one was originally recorded by Morrison for his 1970 album, Moondance. It's time for This Week in Rock and Roll. I'm Ryan Jansen. Journey has announced their Freedom Tour 2022 with Billy Idol and Toto. They are set to play at the Heritage Bank Center on April 24th. ABBA has announced that their first-ever Christmas single, Little Fangs, will be released on December 3rd. Finally, Sting is in negotiations to sell his song catalog for north of $250 million. Some sources have claimed that Universal Music Publishing is in the lead to acquire the catalog, while others claim that it may remain with Sony Music Publishing. That's This Week in Rock and Roll. Now back to The Last Waltz. Here's Robbie Robertson with the story behind the band's song, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. You know, back to this thing, when I went from Canada down to the Mississippi Delta, it was bam. 
I didn't understand the depth of this. I didn't understand that you would go to the restroom and one said colored and one said white. Mm. I thought, I kind of heard about that. Drinking fountains, what? It was crazy. But for me, a lot of the people playing my favorite music, you know, were African Americans and... I just adored what they could do, and I adored them. And whenever I had the opportunity to meet Bo Diddley, he was fantastic guy. So cool that I just embraced all this. Now, while I was there, one day, Levon took me over to meet his parents in this house that they lived in that was like, wow. It was on stilts because in this area, it can rain a lot and you have to get around by boat from your house. And, and, you know, and that can happen. So anyway, but one day I was there and his father, who was an incredible character, Jasper Diamond was his name. And we were talking about stuff and he was talking about his growing up and being a cotton farmer and all of this thing and telling me about this. And and then it came up, you know, that after the Civil War and everything, they had to, you know, change and they had to accommodate these kind of things. And he said, but he, call, he called me Robin. He said, but Robin, I'll tell you right now, the South is going to rise again. And I got chills through me. Years later, I'm sitting down at the piano writing a song and something creeped out of me and it was a story about a Southern family that lost in the war and from their side, but the story of that family. And I was trying to write a song that I thought Levon could sing better than anybody in the world. And that's all it was.
Here's somebody you know for sure. Neil Diamond. Thanks very much. I'm gonna do one song for you, but I'm gonna do it good. <laughs>
Mama Rag, that was the band, and we opened this final block of R.I.T.Y. with Neil Diamond and the band. You heard Dry Your Eyes. 
It's all right, T.Y. I'm your host, Ryan Jansen. Yesterday marked the 45th anniversary of The Last Waltz, also known as the band's farewell concert. Today, we've been reliving the event, and if you're just tuning in, I highly recommend listening to the entire show. The R.I.T.Y. podcast is available on Apple and Google Podcast. Tune in, iHeart, and reelinwithryan.com. Let's go out with one more song from The Last Waltz. It's Bob Dylan and the band, with a little help from their friends who were there that night. This one also includes Ronnie Wood on guitar and Ringo Starr on the drums. Here's I Shall Be Released. We got a couple of... uh... We got Ringo and uh, Ronnie Wood are gonna help us out on this one too.
much. Thank you. Thank you very much.